God, boundless is your saving power. Your harvest reaches to the ends of the earth. Fill our hearts with zeal for your kingdom and place on our lips the tidings of peace. Grant us perseverance as heralds of the gospel and joy as disciples of your Son, Jesus our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. In the following reading, Isaiah offers a vision of God's care for his people to a people who had long suffered the indignities of exile. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. <coughs> Rejoice with Jerusalem and be glad for her. All of you who love her, rejoice with her in joy. All you who mourn over her, that you may nurse and be satisfied from her consoling breast, that you may drink deeply with delight from her glorious bosom. For thus says the Lord, I will extend prosperity to her like a river and the wealth of the nations like an overflowing stream. And you shall nurse and be carried on her arm and dandled on her knees. As a mother comforts her child, so I will comfort you. You shall be comforted in Jerusalem. You shall see and your heart shall rejoice. Your body shall flourish like the grass and it shall be known that the hand of the Lord is with his servants. The word of the Lord. Thank you to God. St. Paul came to see the sufferings he experienced on his missionary journeys as nothing less than a share in the sufferings of Christ Jesus. How have you experienced God's grace lifting you up during your times of suffering? A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Galatians. Brothers and sisters, May I never boast of anything except the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. For neither circumcision nor uncircumcision is anything, but a new creation is everything. As for those who will follow this rule, Peace be upon them, and mercy, and upon the Israel of God. For now on, let no one make trouble for me, for I carry the marks of Jesus branded on my body. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit, brothers and sisters. Amen. The word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. The Lord be with you. And, and with, with your, your spirit. spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory, Glory to you, Lord. At that time, the Lord appointed 72 others 
whom he sent ahead of him in pairs to every town and place he intended to visit. He said to them, The harvest is abundant, but the laborers are few. So ask the master of the harvest to send out laborers for his harvest. Go on your way. Behold, I am sending you like lambs among wolves. Carry no money bag, no sack, no sandals, and greet no one along the way. Into whatever house you enter, first say, Peace to this household. If a peaceful person lives there, your peace will rest on him. But if not, it will return to you. Stay in the same house and eat and drink what is offered to you, for the laborer deserves his payment. Do not move about from one house to another. Whatever town you enter and they welcome you, eat what is set before you. Cure the sick in it and say to them, the kingdom of God is at hand for you. Whatever town you enter and they do not receive you, go out into the streets and say, the dust of your town that clings to our feet, even that we shake off against you. Yet know this, the kingdom of God is at hand. I tell you, it will be more tolerable for Sodom on that day than for that town. The 72 returned rejoicing and said, Lord, even the demons are subject to us because of your name. Jesus said to them, I have observed Satan fall like lightning from the sky. Behold, I have given you the power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and upon the full force of the enemy that nothing will harm you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice because the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice because your names are written in heaven. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Did you hear that? Did, did you? I swear I hear Father Bender's voice from heaven saying, Charlie, straighten that altar cloth. <laughs> I taught you better than this. All right, all right. For those of you who didn't know him, my predecessor was a bit of a fuss budget, and uh, that would have made him nuts. <laughs> Holy Spirit, come to us. Help us. Help us to understand your kingdom and, and to work at making it real. Did you have a good Fourth of July? Mm-hmm. I had kind of a rough day. It was Ziva, my Dalmatian, She's really afraid of thunder, and she doesn't like the sound of fireworks. So we had a rather long 4th of July. The best part of the 4th of July for me, I had mass on Thursday at Elmcroft Center. It's a senior citizen's living center. Those folks, those are my peeps. I just, I really love them, and, and they're, they're really neat. It, in the middle of the mass... Uh, in my homily, I started out with uh, what I thought was a humorous anecdote. And one of the ladies sat, said to the person next to her, is that the best he's got? <laughs> like, everybody's a critic. 
After communion, uh, there was a, a substantial amount of the precious blood left and the Eucharistic minister handed me the cup and I drank from it and <laughs> the lone guy of the group of them said, he's going to get drunk here. <laughs> That's good wine. Huh? It was a, an interesting celebration without a doubt. The story of Jesus sending out the 72 disciples, or was it 70? 72. Well, in some Bibles, it's 70. Aha! You go into the Bible for facts, you're going to be disappointed, folks. 70 or 72 was their understanding of how many nations existed in the Gentile world. What the author of Luke's gospel is trying to tell us is that we were sent out. The good news of Jesus was sent out to all the Gentiles in the whole wide world. He gives them good news. The good news is God's kingdom is at hand. What does that mean? What is God's kingdom. He says peace. He says peace. And peace is being in right relationship with God and with each other. Peace. Shalom. Peace be with you. And when towns didn't accept them, they're going to be like Sodom. If you remember what happened at Sodom, the people of God... They didn't show hospitality to the visitors, the strangers. In fact, they abused them. So when you don't welcome someone with hospitality, you're <clears throat> risking condemnation. Hospitality is that important to the God who is the God of hospitality, the God of love. The kingdom of God is at hand. Where? Where do you see the kingdom of God? We live in a world where there are people scrambling to get out of situations in their countries, the terrible economic poverty, uh, oppression, injustice. Where's the kingdom in that? They're huddled behind a wall. We live in a world where some people have more than enough to eat. And yet, in our world, there are people who starve, little kids who die from starvation. Where's the kingdom? We live in a world where people, people are so caught up in anger and past hurts, they can't get beyond it. We live in a world where there are rivalries, there are enmities that exist and drive people to anger and from anger into war. Where is the kingdom of God in all of this? There was a woman, maybe you've heard of her or read about her, her name was Eva Kaur. Have you, do you know who Eva Kaur is? 
Eva was a Jewish girl growing up during the Nazi regime. She and her twin sister were 10 years old, and her entire family was imprisoned, she and her sister at Auschwitz, the concentration camp. While they were there, as twins, they were dragged into being a study that was being done by Dr. Mengele, the awful, awful person who, who did experimentation on people, cruel experimentation. And Eva and her sister, they were caught up in that experiment, terrible suffering. Her entire family died. She and her sister were tortured in these experiments. And when Auschwitz was liberated, she was angry. Oh, so angry at what they had suffered, what they had done to both her and her sister and her family. And she lived for decades with that anger. She worked to try to get people to remember the terrible experiments in Auschwitz especially the experiments that were done on twins. She was so angry. She just couldn't live with that anger. Eventually, after decades of fighting to try to have Mengele caught in Argentina, I think, and brought to justice, she changed her tune. Something or someone changed her heart. And she started calling people to forgive. Imagine that. Imagine going through all of that terrible, terrible, terrible experience and eventually coming to a point where you say, we have to forgive. We have to let it go. I would suggest that in the life of Eva Kor, the kingdom of God was alive. She wasn't baptized, but she was certainly living the message of Jesus, forgive, and you will be forgiven. Eva Kor died, I think it was last week. She was 90-some years old. This woman who called us to forgive. Look for the kingdom. Look for people who live the message of Jesus, moved by the Spirit of Jesus alive in us. Look for people who reach out and try to make the world better. That's where the kingdom is, in people who try to make the world better. When you and I share the Eucharist today, our amen to the body and blood of Jesus, we can't take it lightly. It's a pledge for us to use our abilities, our energy, our time to build the kingdom. Where's the kingdom of God? Where's the kingdom of God?
Thanks for listening to this week's service. For more information about our church, including upcoming events, please visit us online at goodshepherd-sc.org.